You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Koivu fires. He scores! A turnover and Koivu scores! Back to the trailing. Koivu, a shot. He scores! Dropped it back to Felino. Koivu scores! Throws it on goal. Save Kiblenic. Rebound. Koivu scores! Second of the night. And it's 4-1 Minnesota. Can I try to predict Judd's one-liners and jokes off the start of the what show? What do you mean? That 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 they what one great great, great job by Jason and Declan, our wonderful uh, producers. They found all four of Miko Koivu's career goals in the wild. There, that's you know what, that's harsh. It's unfair. I'm sorry, that it's is very unfair. I was, was never going to say that. Okay, captain, my captain. Listen, one of the legendary wild players of all time. Yes, um, I think Mik- I think I think Marion Gabryk is still, like in terms of like peak greatness. Marion Gabryk is probably still it's a long time ago. But careful. Miko Koivu for longevity. He'll come after you for it. Koivu Koivu is definitely seen as the face of the franchise. Like, that's what he was. A very stoic face. Yeah, but like... Emotionless. Guys like Gabrick and Kaprizov are star players. Koivu at his best was very, very good. He was, I would not say a star, but he is definitely seen as the face of the franchise. If you were to say, you know, 20 years in... Who's the face? I don't think that they'd say Suter. I don't think they'd say Parisi. I don't think they'd say Spurgeon. Pommeville. I think that they would say, yeah, exactly. Right. Hendrickson. I think that they would say Miko Koivu. Okay. So how do you how do you digest this now? It, it, on one hand, it, it's kind of amazing. Columbus. He, he was a key figure on this team, and then like he's cooked a year later. <laughs> if he just retires. But. Well, he was a fourth line guy. I, I mean, he was, he was sort of cooked here, although he uh, played a fourth line role, and he played it pretty well. And I think that Bill Guerin was trying to nudge him towards what he did yesterday previously and said, hey, dude, it's been a great run. I'm sure Guerin suggested that. I played a long time, and uh, I, I know when guys are fried and cooked. And, yeah, Miko, you're probably cooked. Uh, and being the stoic Finn that Koivu is and was, I think he said, I'm not cooked yet. I'm Has anyone ever seen him laugh? Like, yeah. Have you guys ever seen him cackle? Yeah, I, I, okay. I've seen a chuckle. Okay. Yeah, he'd get a smile once in yeah. a while. But I mean, he so and so I'm. Soul. But I think he said to himself, "I'm going to prove Billy Garen wrong." And in the end, Bill Garen was right, yeah. which well, is fine. So, how would you, if he's the face of the Wild franchise, a what are your thoughts on that? And b how would you sum up Miko Koivu's career as a Wild player in three words? Like you can use three separate descriptive words if you want. Oh no, I, I can use three words just all strung uh, together. Very very solid. Very very so you, he's very so, very solid. So you're going to take two words and make them. It's a very very solid. One player. word it's a is very very solid. Well, I, like what am I going to use? Star? No. Dynamic? No. Leader? Three more. Good at faceoffs. He's really good at faceoffs. <laughs> Three words. Good at faceoffs. Yeah, he was. 
Leader, uh, I think that all depends on who you talk to. And I, I mean, I see captains as being, I, I see the great captains as going to Stanley Cup finals and things like that. Now, that's just me, maybe. But I don't see the great captains just being captains for a long time. But so I put out a poll yesterday that you can find at my Twitter account uh, regarding should Koivu's not, n- number nine be retired now? Because this is going to be the big talker and how soon the Wild might consider doing it, right? And It and, probably should. And retire, right? Well, and, I, I got like some it, thoughts on this. In wild history, it's prominent. I got some thoughts. So anyway, let me go to the poll here real quick if I can find it for you and um, and let you know. Because it, it got a bunch of traction. It got a bunch of votes. Uh, the question was, now that he has retired, should... Should Miko Koivu's number nine be raised to the rafters at XL Energy Center? 60.7% said yes. 39.3% said no. It was 2,737 votes. Um, so here are my thoughts on that one. And funny enough, Phil and Declan, it circles back to a, a conversation that the Mackey and Judd show has been having for months now. Not regarding the Wild, not regarding the Twins, not regarding the Wolves, but regarding the Vikings. And that is the conversation of the threshold here. The ultimate goal should be to win a championship. And part of our problem in our our Minnesota sports Stockholm syndrome is that we have become very conditioned to embrace good. Because we don't understand great. How are we supposed to? Teams don't win here enough. So we have been conditioned to accept good to very good as being, sadly, all that we deserve. And we deserve so much more. So I'm going to give you three things I came up with to have your number retired by an organization, okay? Which, by the way, is the ultimate honor an athlete can get. There are our halls of fame for teams, which a lot of guys go into. There are ring of honors, same type of deal, right? Like Randy Moss is in, and I still don't get this one, but Randy Moss is in the Vikings Ring of Honor. No. But his his 84 does not hang from the rafters or, or the specific place for retired jersey numbers that the Vikings have. So here are my three things. And I'll just interpret these to the sport of hockey, okay? Number one, did you win a cup? Because to me... That changes things dramatically. Like if you hoisted and if you wore the C and hoisted the cup. So th- just to be clear, these are your criteria for retiring a number. The, these are my criteria for the first thought that you should have when when saying, yes, that guy deserves it. Definitely. OK, like because 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 not there, there haven't been many trophies hoisted here in 30 years. No, so. no. But I'll give you number two. And this is what's going to change it dramatically. OK. And in Koivu's case, I think the answer is no. Are you a Hall of Famer? If you go into Toronto or Springfield or Canton or Cooperstown, that shifts things dramatically as well. So if you wore the C for 15 years and you are going to go into the Hall of Fame, which I don't think Koivu will, he leads the wild in a ton of statistics. But what are those? As the kids say, counting numbers. Counting numbers are not greatness. Longevity is is and. Being with a team is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But that shouldn't swing you towards being, oh, you were here for a long time. Yeah, he. I, I think, I, personally, I value, the reason why I brought Gabrick up off the beginning of the show in terms of, like, if you're ranking wild players all the time is because 
he, even though he was hurt all the time and he wasn't here nearly as long, at his best, he was considered one of the best offensive players in the NHL. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, his peak greatness level is higher than It's Nico's. Santana-like. Yes. Yeah. Like, his his peak was, was Hall of Fame. Um, so, two... Are you a Hall of Fame player? I'm pretty certain that Koivu will not be inducted into the um, Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. And three is, and this is definitely the third one, but it's just a question. Did you win a scoring title or multiple awards? Like, were, were you the the Selkie Trophy Award um, winner for, like, five years? Because that means you shut down guys left and right. You you were the best defensive forward in hockey. The answer to those questions, I, I believe Koivu was the runner-up once, but the answer to all three questions is no. And, and just quickly, as a comparison, I would like to run through the players who are who are who have had their jersey numbers retired by the Twins. Okay. Just the, to go through that test. The, that is a that's a very the Wild and the Twins are very similar in terms of Minnesota sports Stockholm syndrome and celebrating good, very similar. But but so applying all three of my criteria, Harmon Killebrew, Hall of Famer. Yep. Rod Carew, same thing. Oliva went to a World Series. He should be in the Hall of Fame. He Famer. should be. He's not, and he did not have his his number six retired by the Twins until 1991. He's also like his career got derailed by a knee injury when he mm-hmm. was thirty. Yeah, he didn't so, play fifteen years like healthy. That that's yeah, for sure. If he would have had five more years, he'd be a he'd be a Hall of Famer. Herbeck, World Series, Puckett, World Series, Hall of Fame, Bly Levin, same thing. Kelly, World Series. Yeah. And Maurer is a Hall of Fame catcher. Yeah. It, yes. I, if you want to go he won batting and titles MVP, and MVPs and Yes, and nobody MVP. exactly right. Exactly. Now if you want to go right. into like the twins, the twin not the twins numbers being retired, because I agree all, all of those are deserving, but if you want to get into like the twins hall of fame where the bar is significantly well, lower, then, oh. that's a different discussion. Yeah. I here's one for you guys. All right, because I, I love the way you put this Minnesota sports Stockholm syndrome thing. And it kind of applies to our discussion about the Vikings. Not kind of. It fully applies to our discussion about the Vikings this offseason, which is, why are you guys so hard on the offense and Kirk? They had, you know, they they did pretty well. Kirk Cousins is like the ninth best quarterback in the NFL. It's like, well, there's only 32 teams. And so what? <laughs> Look at the two teams that played in the Super Bowl. What You, know, right. what, you, you need to... I think we need to acknowledge good, but strive for great and not feel bad about it. And sometimes we get stuck in, oh, division championships are great around here. It's like, well, do you want to win the actual trophy or do you want to just win 92 games and get bounced in a sweep in the postseason like the Twins do every year? What is your Minnesota sports Stockholm Syndrome Mount Rushmore of of players on each team or you don't have to pick one from each team, but like, who are the four players that you think really represent like the last thirty years of boy? We celebrate that pretty darn good player that represents a pretty darn good era, but not a champion. Because I've got four for you here, okay, maybe five. All right, Miko Koivu is probably the George sure. Washington on this list. <laughs> sure. He probably is. Like, he's a really good player. Yeah, but. And I, you know what? I'm actually going to put his comrade Zach Parisi on here too. I'm yep. going to. You might even make a case that Suter, Parisi, and Koivu could just be three of the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to put Miko and Parisi on here, and that they're really good, solid players. But they made so much money compared to the cap, and they weren't good enough to actually lead a team past the second round of the playoffs. Right. I would also put 
Brad Radke on this list, or if you wanted to swap him out for Michael Kadire, no, I think I, I can I like make Grad, that case. I like Radke. That's, like, a, good, oh, that's man. a good one. He was or, good because he was good. And now, now people did get on Radke for the home runs allowed, so you could swap him out for Michael Kadire because people loved Cuddy, right? Oh, he made an All Star game one time. Yeah, and he's on there. You know, Cuddy would hit 275 and some home runs. But he, he won't stop at player. second base. <laughs> and never won a playoff game. Well, yep. after after uh, 2004, I guess. He was part of a couple playoff wins. He was part of the 0-2 team that I won. he's the... also the Twins' all-time leader in batting average in the postseason. Is he? He's an unbelievably clutch postseason hitter. This is a weird stat. Is he unbelievably cl- clutch, though? Can he you look that up? He hit 306 in the postseason in okay. at bats. Like like Derek Jeter is an unbelievably yeah, clutch sure. postseason sure. here. He was a much better player in the postseason than we thought. Minnesota, Minnesota Sports Stockholm Syndrome just happened. Yeah, it, it just happened, happened right there. It, it, there it it Declan was like, because Michael Kadire. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. Declan, but Declan's Declan just young. Did it. He just did it. But Declan's young. So so that's why he, he said uh, on the show uh, Tuesday, that's why Dex said, Carly, Anthony Towns straight to Boston? For Kemba Walker, that's not so bad. Kemba right. Walker, Kemba Walker is pretty good. Stockholm Syndrome, yes. Minnesota Sports Stockholm like, Syndrome. It, and oh, we the, got Al Jefferson. He's pretty the good. The worst part, it always repeats itself. <laughs> yep. It's passed down from generation to generation. And then this, 348 with the Twins, actually. He was, in the postseason? He was off with the Mets when he played. Okay. So he was good in the postseason. 348 average. But, 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 but this is the thing. But no. Kirby Puckett was unbelievably clutch in the postseason. <laughs> Michael Kadire was fine in the first round, like in and game some, two. And hit some singles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's um, so hilarious. The other one I'm going to put on this Mount Rushmore, you, you're going to probably bristle at this just because he is great and he is Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But what he represented is, man, we just love Adrian Peterson. Now, Adrian Peterson is an NFL Hall. He's going to be an NFL first ballot Hall of Famer. But what Adrian Peterson and even Dalvin Cook to some extent represent is we love the fact that he ran for 2,000 yards and we love watching him bust a 75-yard touchdown run and it's going to lead the Vikings to a 10-6 and record and they're going to get beat in the first round of the playoffs. So I don't know if... It's not fair to put him on this list, right? But celebrating a Viking, the Vikings won the division, and they've got a great run great. game. Yeah, they great run, the rock. Un- unbelievable run game. Meanwhile, you know these Super Who Bowl plays teams. QB. I'm not quite sure. Who cares? But unbelievable <laughs> run game. Yeah. So that that's my Mount Rushmore. If you want to uh, pair those down to four, and Koivu to me also uh, right or wrong, he represents 20 years of wild hockey, which is the ultimate mediocrity that I've ever seen. Like you tell me what's what they've been 20 years a long time, okay? Like I was th- 30 w- when they started and now I'm 51. Um Man. that's a long time. You tell me. Like we still and this is us again, what do we still go back to if we recall it? You remember 2003? You remember that run in their third year Dude. of existence which was which was great fun, but like that's our Let's go back and talk about 2003, and that's what we have. We do that with the Vikings, too. Oh, man, that magical run in 2009, that run to one playoff win. The Vikings won one playoff game in 2009. It's literally, if you were born after the 1970s, you talk about that season, and you talk about 98 and 09 is like, oh, the great memories. That time that they combined to win two playoff games in the two most fun seasons ever. And then get their hearts ripped out on live national television. And meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going back to the Super Bowl. Like, think about that. You can't even make the Super Bowl. I know. So, so Koivu, in short, Koivu deserves a night. I really believe that. I believe that he deserves a night. And if I am the Wild, I create 
a, a Hall of Fame slash Ring of Honor. I do that. But as far a rink, as a rink of honor, like a rink, it. yeah. But as far as the as the retiring the number nine, which by the way, in in hockey terms, is a sacred. Like that is reserved for your best players. You're retiring it for a guy that had 15 nice years, and you went really nowhere. I can't do it. I can't. I I think he deserves something, but that is one step too far. Yeah. Yeah, I, a lot I, of people are going to say absolutely not. He deserves to be. You said he deserves retired. a knight. I think more people would say he deserves to be knighted, Sir Miko Koivu. Well, that's fine. I think I think people I think people loved and and this is definitely a thing in in Minnesota where we love hard working grinder players that kind of keep a low profile, right? We love Adam oh, Thielen. Yeah. That's well, Joe Maurer. People loved him at first, but then like, but Justin Morneau, right? Those guys who. Are just kind of stoic and they grind because that's that's Minnesota, right? It's blue collar. You grit your teeth and you get through winter. You work sick. You work sick. You might have a cold. You might have the <laughs> flu. You might have COVID. We don't care. Yeah. Show up for and, work. And Miko Koivu represented a lot of those things. And I don't mean to sit here and clown on perhaps the best player in wild history, but it is. No, it's a, but your Stockholm syndrome is it's a thing. It is a thing here for sure. Another one that, even though these this, these teams weren't good when he was here, but the diehards absolutely will defend him and love him is Ricky Rubio. Oh yes, I have to love it. Ricky Rubio You're is right. like regarded among the Wolves diehards as like You're the right. best point guard Great that the town has ever seen. I know he shoots thirty seven percent, but did you see that bounce pass? <laughs> but why? But why? Because he's cute and lovable. He's a teddy bear. Seriously, <laughs> like like the things that we gravitate to here are so obvious, yeah. right? Yeah. He's a hard worker and he keeps his mouth shut. Love that. Oh, he's a teddy bear. He's so sweet. He's got to, you know, but, but, uh, turn that frown upside down. Oh, we love that. Change your face. Change your face. Change Whatever your face. it is. Whatever it is. Declan's a thousand percent right. I know the Wolves just went love 25 and 57 for the 15th consecutive year, but Rubio showed what? passion in that post-game press conference. 11 assists per game in those 20 wins. <laughs> what do we, huge. as a fan group, in this town, what do we demand? Because I don't think we what demand do a do we or what yeah. should we? Well, no, no, I know what we Dude, should. We get, we, but what do what do we demand? Like we have far too many people who throw themselves in front of the train to say that's too much. I don't want to make this about us necessarily, but Go you ahead. and I, especially on on Purple Daily, and we and we love our Purple Daily community. Don't get me wrong, but like when we question good and point to great. Which is what we do with Kirk Cousins and other aspects, right? Well, what about the Vikings offense? It was fourth in yards. Yeah, but it was eleventh in points. That's not good enough. Look at all the other teams that went to the Super Bowl. Well, what do you guys what do you guys want? I want a Super Bowl. Sure. And it's and it's like if if you speak out loud, you know, good is fine, but I'm not I'm not you know, born in the mid eighties, I was six years old when the twins won the World Series. Thank you, Lynx, for filling our cup to some extent, but like if you're thirty five or younger You've seen nothing, nothing, nothing from right. the men's pro sports teams. And so it shouldn't be unreasonable, especially compared to what fan bases and media does in markets like Boston and New York in terms of in Philadelphia. Like they'll just you win a Super Bowl and your ass is out two years later because <laughs> you can't figure out how to you know win more than six games. You don't you don't get a 10 year grace period like Tom Kelly did, for instance, just losing in the 90s. Like mm-hmm. we are so comfortable with. Or, or it's either we're comfortable with good, or we are so afraid to lose good, right? Well, oh, man, 
Well, we, we seven and nine's not great, but yes. like, look at the Browns. We don't want to be the Browns, and it's like this fear of pushing for greatness. We also fall in love with people. So instead, instead of, of saying, "Look, I understand that an athlete is a person, but as far as what he or she is to a team, it's a commodity, right?" So it's time to move on. We all say, "Hold on a second here." It's a shame that you couldn't bring Koivu back for a 16th season. What are you talking? What What are we doing? What are we striving for? And here's the thing that really gets me because I almost absolve fans to a certain degree in this conversation. I think the starting point of who is to blame, Phil, is our business in this town, the media, the media in this town far too often celebrates the the mediocrity which we have come to know and almost just is like but we got teams it's great it's fun to talk about yeah whoever sits down and says hold on a second here to your point if you are 35 years old or younger you have no i mean Declan Goff has no reference for a Minnesota men's major sports team championship nope never seen it you ain't that young. I'm not. I'm almost 30. Like, you're not 16. Like, think about that. But who enables it? A large portion, and and let's call a spade a spade. It started with Sid. A large portion of this town almost is made to feel guilty if they say, hold on a second yeah. here. And, and Roycey, who, by the way, we will wrap with Roycey uh, instead of at the end of today's show shortly because of scheduling purposes. This might be a good segue. Roycey has been sort of the villain columnist in this town for 40 years because he challenges things that make people uncomfortable, right? Yeah. He'll he'll challenge when and I've and him and I have had it out on the air a million times. PJ Fleck comes in and has a pretty good season and he'll still poke at good, not right? And and some of it's him just being a professional troll. <laughs> which yes, yeah, which right? is marvelous at. But Sid's style was for decades, it was, hey, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna put my arm around whatever's happening with the team and shield off the people that are poking at it. And just just let you know that Mike Tice is a great NFL head coach. And Denny Green is a great NFL head coach, right? I mean, that was and boy. Uh, Jim Wacker, you just got to give this guy a couple more minutes here at the University of Minnesota, and that worked for Sid. I mean, that made Sid one of the most prolific journalists, yeah, sports journalists in American history. Um, and so I don't, I don't know like what role media does or should play going forward here in this, but it does feel like there's a disconnect between. I know, I know, it's not all fans that are comfortable with good and mediocrity. There's a lot of fans that are, especially with the Twins, pushing for them to spend more money and payroll. And you guys are billionaires; you spend more money and etc. It doesn't feel like the teams are pushed in the direction of winning championships as much as they should be. Yeah, so, and, and we come off as being negative because of absolutely. it sometimes in our show. Yeah, yeah. How, how many teams in this town are consistently held accountable? Yeah, I mean it's like you're right. You the know. twin, the twins probably are to a certain degree the closest one. The wild sure as hell is not. The wolves, my god, and the Vikings. I think Vikings fans get frustrated, but they also go through the whole thing of yeah, but we're not terrible. And and there's and and they look at Tampa Bay and they look at the different teams that that make playoffs and potentially make runs on a year by year basis and say that could be us. And they've been saying it since since January of seventy seven. Yeah, 
Let's actually get to Pat here. Let's let's track Pat down, then get to some write that down predictions on a write that down in accountability session Wednesday. Phil Mackey, Judd Zogad. That's the worst idea you've ever had. You've had some bad ideas. That's the worst one. <laughs> All right, Patrick Royce, Star Tribune, legendary columnist, and uh, one of the two legendary former hosts of Royce and Mackey as well. You can find yes. him on our show every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Royce Unchained, his own podcast with Judd co-hosting on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. So, Pat, we just get into sort of an off, – off the Miko Koivu retirement, we just get into it like a 25-minute impromptu discussion, um, all due respect to Miko, about Minnesota sports Stockholm syndrome and that if you're 35 or 40 years old or younger, you've pretty much grown accustomed to pretty darn good across the board with these teams. <laughs> like, and I, I'm not going to try – Declan, I'm going to throw you under the bus for a second here. Like Declan brought up, Go for it. Michael Kadire batted three forty eight in the postseason for the Twins. He was actually an elite postseason hitter and said, that's Minnesota sports Stockholm syndrome. Kirby Puckett was an elite clutch postseason hitter. <laughs> yes. Michael Kadire yes. had a couple singles against the Oakland A's or something in 2002. <laughs> what are your thoughts think, on Minnesota sports Stockholm syndrome? I think you have to win a game to be a, to be a playoff hero, although he was on that uh, team that won in Oakland, right? Yep. Did yeah. they play him at second base one day or yes, something they did. like that? Yeah, he had a big hit so, in there somewhere. Yeah, But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. It, I guess anyone who is in a city that hasn't won anything in a long time feels as though they're the jinx city, right? I mean, there's... There's worse places. Uh, it is kind of sad, though, that when you see Tampa, where we used to look our noses down at Tampa, right? Poor, miserable Tampa. Yep. And, uh, you know, Tampa. Why the hell did they bring hockey to Tampa? Who would ever go to Tampa, you know, for hockey? And now they've got two Stanley Cups and two Super Bowls. So I guess a little paranoia here is justified, isn't it? I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's... Uh, it's it is the gen. I think Zeppelin is coming up in the generation, the new century, where we take where we like to take a more positive view of our teams, right? That so we can seize on something good. Like all of a sudden, hey, Kirk Cousins is pretty good, you know, because he had good numbers in the fourth quarter of blowouts, and then uh, and had that. I, I guess if you go back to where I come from, the seventies. And the Super Bowl losses, it's like all skepticism, right? I mean, it's, it, the the skepticism that you guys have is is Blair Walsh and Gary Anderson and stuff like that. But it's it's always kind of twinged with optimism, I think, of, of, of that. Hey, you know, the the eternal search for optimism. If you're from the 70s, you don't search for optimism. <laughs> you, just search, you just search for they're going to fall on their faces. And that, you know, 87 to 91, we still can't believe that actually happened. So uh, More now. It is, it is incredible, fellas. 30 years, unless we want to throw the links in there. And it's, uh, it's a summer league with 12 teams in it and a 36-game schedule or whatever it is. It's not exactly – on front and center of people's minds as far as uh, 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 championships are concerned. So, uh, yeah, 30 years. Wow. It's amazing. And, and all, you know, what, 90% of sports fans have come up in that 
generation, you know, of, of, of the last 30 years of never winning anything. So I don't blame anybody for being a little shocked. But I think you make more. Yeah, no, I can't say this because I know the first couple of Super Bowl losses, uh, people were making excuses and the referees and doing that. And then by the last two, it was by the Oakland game when they didn't have a chance. It was uh, it was pretty bad. You know, I've told you guys this, but my brother and I, uh, after the Vikings lost the first Super Bowl, on Super Bowl, I would I covered the second one, but the last two, we would go up down to the uh, local bars and start taunting Viking fans about another Super Bowl loss was coming up, <laughs> and we would end up the Vikings were going to be underdogs, and we'd be end up getting points. You know, we'd end up they'd give us points. Uh, because we'd get them so mad, we'd have the bartender keep the money, and uh, there was the Betts Club and the B and D Bar. We used to each have like two, three hundred bucks there that we could pick up after the Vikings puked again. So uh, that was uh, that Miami one was the easiest money of all time, right? Because that was no contest, and uh, the, we were getting like six points from people because they are much. What are they crap? completely crazy to get to give you points you get them mad enough and they had some surprised they didn't beat you guys up is what i'm surprised about you know after the vikings had won a, and had another conference championship game they were all optimistic and we'd go in there and <laughs> agitate them into making bets so yeah it's that such... was back when i was a prankster not uh you know oh now, well, now I'm you're now, now you're an now, older yeah, gentleman never agitate people into <laughs> no you never get on twitter you never do that stuff no no Pat, the, the problem that I have, though, is this one. Our standards now are so damn low. Like, Koivu is <laughs> a really good player for f- 15 years here. But the Wild has been here for 20 years, and they've done almost nothing. And so we say to ourselves, well, we have to celebrate this guy who basically spent a long time here. He did. He was very good defensive forward. Yes. But I think the question becomes, is this the standard of a jersey we're going to retire? And the answer is because no. If, it's an easy answer. If you retire his jersey, and 20 years from now, you're going to have 12 of them up there, right? I mean, because you're, I guess, maybe longevity. But you know damn well they're going to retire his jersey because they're so embarrassed of not having been able to retire one in 20 years, right? A passionate plea from me not to. A passionate plea. I will do whatever is necessary to make sure. Look, he is a he is a wild Ring of Honor player. Okay, if if not I, him, I, if not him, is is there anyone on the current roster no. or on the horizon? Kaprizov, maybe. I don't so know. Kaprizov, and he's so, so eight games. Yes, I don't know. So you're saying we have to wait fifteen yes. more years, twenty more years? All right. Well, you know. Uh, I want to live long enough to see Kaprizov to be eligible for the for a jersey retirement, okay? Because he's uh, he's got about ten years to go here, so I'll take that, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, but it is, uh, you know, they're gonna. I bet you a hundred percent they're gonna retire his jersey just because they're embarrassed. The only the only one they still have up there is the one they put up. On the opening night, right? The number the one. number one for the fans, which number they should one. bring down, which is the another one of their. I, <laughs> they they've done some great things from a marketing standpoint, but that one to me, give that you know, to a goalie, and okay? And well, add, what's worse I, though? 
what's worse, having a guy who's actually worthy of having a jersey retired with the Timberwolves who refuses yeah, to have Yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yes, I give up. up he's, he's had it retired with another team already. I, <laughs> no, they, they haven't done it yet. Boston has yet to have at least that's a true. The pandemic knocked the it pandemic out. That's true. knocked the five. That's true. Timberwolves. Kevin, we want you to be the want to retire your jersey. I want to have nothing to do with that loser of a friend. When, when did the Wild retire the fan jersey? Right before opening before, night. Opening night. Opening night of, of the franchise. Of the franchise right? first game against Philadelphia. And so here's my beef. And now Wild fans have like they've packed that arena for twenty years and so like yeah, obviously commendable now. Ahead. But I want the Seahawks model where it's the twelfth man. I think they might have even like hung a banner, yeah. but they had to prove it. Like those fans yeah. had to prove that they were loud Why, and Ricky? obnoxious over decades, and then they got the award. Right? You got to prove yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know if 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 Koivu gets his jersey retired, then Brodeen gets his jersey retired, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, yes, Suter and Parisi, Suter Parisi, Parisi yes. too, right? We're, we're going to have like nine jerseys retired from a team that never and went past not? the second round of the playoffs. We Joel really are Dubnik. Joel Erickson X is going to get his number retired at this rate, dude. <laughs> did, the, did, did the North Stars ever retire a jersey? Yes. Um, oh, uh, Masterton, who died yeah, in their first year. And then Goldie, and then Goldie's number eight went up in the rafters I, in the 80s at some point in time. Okay. But Goldie was sort of at least a dynamic. I mean, Goldie was just yes. this. I take yeah, trace offs. You, you probably, if you're a skater, you'd have to finish in the top ten in scoring or something to uh, to be have your jersey retired some year, right? I, That's I yes. Or a defenseman who made eight All Star teams yeah. or something like that. So it's uh it is uh it is astounding, really. Is that I actually wrote this a while back. Dino is in the Hall of Fame, but he never was a guy that made you go to the game and jump out of your seat except to scream at Secord for running into him, right? Because he got his goals down in the traffic all the time. And it, we've we've had 26 years of North Stars and 20 years of this team, and, you, that, and the hope is that you finally got the guy Right. Yes. After yeah. forty-six years. Yeah. Uh, Pat. Hartsburg was terrific, but but never the. We got hurt too. The guy that never the guy that the fan in uh, St. Louis said, "I got to go watch this guy. Boy, yeah. he's playing against us." You know. Yeah. So. Have you seen some of the? I'll give you two NFL nuggets here. You can pick one to react to if you want. So, um, just coming across right before you jumped on the show here. The longtime two-decade president of the Houston Texans has resigned from his post. I guess he's unhappy with the way things are unfolding behind the scenes there. He's basically the Dave St. Peter of the Houston Texans, the business office guy. Um, and then uh, last week, the Texans dismissed their director of football administration and their equipment manager. So uh, they keep losing people. And now Russell Wilson with the Seahawks went on Dan Patrick's show and has said, yeah, I need my uh, offensive line to be better, or uh, I don't know, maybe I'll push yeah, my way somewhere well, else like Deshaun uh, Watson. Yeah, but is is this really the place he wants to come? To get a, I guess he could have a slightly better offensive line here. Well, you got to think you have to find a left guard to entice him. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that is, uh, I guess, uh, with Deshaun Watson raising hell, Russell figured uh, there was an opening for him to do the same. I didn't realize 
he's the first guy to ever be sacked 40 times in three straight years or something like that. It's, yeah. Uh, now he, so we did a little digging on this. So um, according to pro football focus, about a third of those sacks are credited, are credited to him, like scrambling into them. So okay. it's not quite all on well, the offensive line. Here's the other thing, Russell. One reason we don't have a good offensive line is we're paying you $35 million a year. True. Right? I mean, your offensive lines get rotten when you have to start paying your quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. Yeah, you can't pay right. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And they get even more but, rotten uh, for any team that wants to listen when you then pay your running back like 12 or $13 million. You know, uh, that Super Bowl, and I, I guess I said this on Twitter, that Super Bowl raised the tariff, annual tariff for a good tackle, about another 3 or $4 million, right, a year. I mean, not only a left tackle, but a right tackle, because the old left tackle, right tackle thing doesn't doesn't work as much anymore right. because they, they're putting guys over on the other side like Shaq Barrett and stuff like that. The whole philosophy of playing defense now is to put on pressure from you don't know where it's coming from, either over here or over there. And, you know, a halfway, a competitive tackle has got to be worth the second most money on the team behind a quarterback, doesn't it? Yes, which leads to this. Riley Reef now ain't taking a pay cut. No. So they're, they're going to come to him and say, hey, be, be a good sport. He's going to say, bleep you. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, they would have, the Chiefs would have liked to have Riley Reef on Sunday. I'll tell you that, wouldn't mm-hmm. they? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, hey, go Bill, ahead. I got to mention your hometown, man. It's a sad, sad deal. It's yeah. A terrible thing out in Buffalo. And uh, I don't know crazy people running around with guns. Well, and then, uh, like, so th- this guy, you know, I, I th- you know, just a, a guy who clearly is mentally unstable, but apparently he threatened two or three years ago or something. He yeah. threatened to go well, to that were, hospital they, and shoot people. The doctor went to the cops and said, Hey, this guy's dangerous because he was calling the doctor three times a day. And, uh, and this guy's dangerous and they were going to get a restraining order. Restraining orders are just wonderful too, by the way. Uh, you know, they, you get a restraining order, and then the guy goes, you know, that causes the crazy person to become more aggressive. And so, who's uh, and who's enforcing the restraining order if he wants to walk in? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially at a clinic like that. Anyway, terrible, terrible news out there in, a, in that town. So, yep. Wow. Yeah, and we. I think I mentioned Please. Buffalo on yesterday's rap with Royce, yes. coincidentally, as this was happening. So, um. All right, Pat. Oh, the other thing, real quick, since we have, I know we're like way up against the clock here, but just your 30 second thoughts on Mark Cuban stripping the national anthem out of the pregame before uh, Mavericks home games. Ballsy. <laughs> Ballsy, but I agree with it. You know me. I've said the anthem should be played before the Super Bowl, before the seventh game of the World Series, before the seventh game of the NBA Finals, and before the seventh game of the Stanley Cup, along with O Canada. And the rest of it, nonsense. But that comes from a guy who's been in press box for 50 years listening to the thing <laughs> over and over and over. You sometimes talk d- during it, to be fair. Yes, so not I, always listening. I uh, got in a row over at St. Thomas 
uh, watching a football game a couple of years ago. I was walking over there and the anthem was going and some guy turned around with his hand on his heart and, and uh, stop, stop walking. And I told him to go, uh, go have relations with himself. So, anyway. So, you, know, you, uh, you handle the anthem the way you want. I'll handle it. I want everybody. So, All right, anyway. Pat. God bless America. Yes. We'll talk to you okay. later this yeah, week. Proud to be an American. See ya. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, let's make some predictions and hold each other accountable here. <laughs> After that. Uh, yeah. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. Yeah, this is the big leagues. The big leagues of predictions, where we hold each other accountable and uh, mostly point out how wrong our predictions were. And every week we bring a guest listener predictor into the mix. We're going to get Alex in Texas on the show here in just a little bit to take his swings. And, um, yeah, before we get into write that down, it's presented this week by Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which recently launched, for any of you business owners out there, My Shield, the online client destination for risk management resources. Now think about it as a business owner. How helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. That's where Federated comes in with MyShield. You can find out more information at federatedinsurance.com. Just click on MyShield or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Uh, boys, here's how Write That Down works. Three predictions each week from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs in this classic Write That Down format, which dates back five or six years. And if you want to be part of it, listeners can DM at Dex's tweets or me at Phil Mackey. Our DMs are open on Twitter and on Instagram, but Twitter probably going to get more of a response. Um, actually, maybe not. I'm, I'm, I've been bad at that the last three weeks, and I'm sorry. I will I will be better so at I th- that. I think uh, right now, as it, as, as it states, for the write that down on both Mackey and Judd and Purple Daily, we're booked into April. So we have openings oh. starting April 14th. Boy, so take so, a take a number, take, baby. take a nap. Uh, so, but if you want to participate, we'll get you. We'll get you scheduled in, and we'll make that thing happen. You guys, uh, you guys, ready to go through the carnage here? Oh yeah. How ready bad? Not looking forward to Purple Daily's accountability. Session. How bad is it? Oh, I am. Yeah. I somebody, bet you are. somebody had a nice little week. Oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not though. So we'll get to Judd here in a moment. And Declan mentioned Purple. To write that down. We have expanded the franchise. If you're if you're new here this year. So write that down, football edition, every Wednesday on Purple Daily as well. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and YouTube. But we have two YouTube channels, Purple Daily, and we have the Scornorth YouTube channel. We appreciate all of you who have subscribed. Let's start with Judd here. Active week for Judd. That's a lot coming off the board. You said Major League Baseball will have a designated hitter in the National League in 2021. They certainly tried. They gave it their best. I guess they could come back still, right? They they've agreed they could, they've agreed we'll on back. parameters. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and spring training starts next week. Yeah, it's it, at this point it's a long shot. You said you <laughs> said Gronk will be diagnosed with COVID at some point. <laughs> and by the way, we we made a new rule this year that we don't just ideally there's an end date on these. This this end date is going to be the season, the end of the yeah, fine. Super Bowl run. And yeah. I don't think he did. I, yeah, if no, he did, I think he, you're right. He played through it. If he did, oh, this one's bad, and not for me. Eric Bieniemy will be hired as an NFL head coach after the 2020 season. 
Somehow he did not. I saw Mike Tannenbaum on Get Up this morning proposing that the NFL should just make it so that you cannot even enter the hiring process that's until the, new, the day after the Super Bowl. That's the new discussion. Which I like actually, Todd Bowles would get a job. Which I sort of like. I did too. Like what, these teams hire the, inferior but, people while Todd Bowles is out there shutting down Pat Mahomes. And what's the hurry? Like my question is, what are you exactly? What's your coach doing that's so important between the end of the regular season and and the Super Bowl? Yeah, it, like is he installing some type of system? Yeah, I think. I mean, you want to get a head start, well, and, sure, right, but you're. But fine. I'd rather get the right guy than, let's say, Dan Campbell. <laughs> what do you mean, Dan Campbell's going to be great? And then, and then, then we're going to kneecap him. We're going to kneecap him again. Gonna take a chunk out of your <laughs> out of your neck. And then, and then we're, kneecap. Then we're going to rip your head off. Yeah. Right, Dan. You also said there would be NFL games in March of 2021. It was a COVID-related prediction. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I feel like I, this was not crossed off on my list. You said Nelson Cruz would return to the Twins in 2021. So, we're, yeah. give me that one. And then awesome a Homer. swing and a drive. <laughs> Judd Zolgad predicted this is technically go, a parlay. You go, Tommy Brenneman. This is a this is a I'd parlay. Like apo- I'd like to apologize for. Derrick Rose will play for whatever team Tibbs coaches next. Do the Brenneman call. I don't know. You mean like play it? I don't know if we have no, it. No, no, no. I'm saying what, oh. what's the Brenneman home run call for this? It's like like to apologize. I don't know if I'll ever wear this mic again. And Derrick Rose has been traded to the New York Knicks. Just and it's a swing and a drive. <laughs> so you predicted Tom Thibodeau would coach again and that Derrick Rose would find his way there. Wow. And the Knicks traded for Derrick Rose. So Judd with a big, big fly there. I had nothing come off the board wow. this week in classic. Write that down. Rough week for the listeners. Tony said the NFL salary cap will go up by up by at least seven million dollars. It's it's not officially solidified, but there are reports that it's going to come down like fifteen million dollars or so yep. from where it was last year. Definitely going down. Yep. John Harrison, who now is among the listener representatives, our former producer. He said the Cowboys would fire Mike McCarthy after the season and trade a first-round pick to the Vikings for Mike Zimmer. Okay. They included Mike McCarthy in their hype video that didn't include Dak Prescott yesterday. He's coming back. He's coming back. And then Andrew said by the time of the 2021 Super Bowl, Score North (laughs) will be back on broadcast radio, which, by the way, like we are still still true. Mackie and Judd is still on 5 to 6 o'clock on Score North Radio every day. And he said the Mackie and Judd show will be featured as the centerpiece of the broadcast radio schedule. And I mean, those things are technically true, but he said Rami will rejoin score as part of the show, which it's tough because, you know, even if we were going to bring Rami back, if we had the, you know, financially, if we were able to expand our staff again, we could have just withheld that until the day after the Super Bowl just to get the point. We could write that down. Wow. Would we be that saying (laughs) that diabolical underhanded? Possibly. Okay. Anything goes and write that down. That's true. Anything goes. All right, Declan, you said MJ would be booted off The Bachelor on this week's episode. That happened. Yeah. She go. She go. And you said big the hoops, wild will. Hair, sh- yeah. Oh, Any, man. Anyone who says big hoops, big hair, big energy can take a big hike. I disagree, but that's just what? A me opinion. No, I'm You're in it. on MJ. I was in on MJ. <laughs> I couldn't tell if I was scared of her, if I was into her. It's it's a very I think she process. would cause a lot of drama in your life. That's fine. I'm, it's usually how it ends up going. You're good me. with that? So, All right. Yeah. That's a you did say the wild would shut out. Speaking of drama in lives, the wild, uh, you said they'd shut someone out by this week's write that down. Technically, well, yeah. they didn't allow a goal. 
Well, they'd have to engage in a game, game to get a shutout. <laughs> this is phrasing. Yeah, because I would have said a shutout implies that a game happened. It's yep. an action. If you said the Wild yep. will allow zero goals by next week, by next week, then you that would have counted. Yep, phrasing. Awesome. So. Updated Uh-oh. statistics. Judd Zolgad leading with a 474 average wow. and with one home run. I thought my average would come down. Declan, four, it did from 560 or something. Okay. Yeah, you lost like 100 points after that. Oh, okay. That's right. It was okay. just so astronomically high. God, that was good. Declan batting 412, no home runs. I'm batting 286, no home runs. Listeners, 083 with no home runs. And now? In terms of oh, co- I'm within one. career stats, Judd at 149 hits and nine home runs. Mackie here, I'm at 114 in terms of hits and 10 home runs. I lead the pack. Listeners, 89 career hits, 9 home runs, and Declan, 38 hits, and 2 home runs. Write it down. You like writing things down. down. All right, let's get Alex in here. He's rocking the Twins hat, the Vikings background, representing the teams. Alex, what's going on, man? What's your strategy here? A little bit of both. Some hits. Some. uh, I'm going to try to do a parlay. For a homer, yeah. what if you guys think it's a homer? Okay, Okay. we can help you mold it too. If you want it to be a home run, we're here. We're here as consultants too. It's a it's kind okay. of a bundled package deal with us. We charge, but we're here. Yep, yep. So Alex is going to start off. We're going to go around the room three times. Alex, Judd, Declan, back to me, Phil Mackey. Lead us off, Alex. Write this down. Okay. So Tokyo announced that they are going to go ahead and go with the Olympics. So my parlay, uh, my parlay is not only is the U.S. going to win the most medals, but they're also going to win the most gold medals. Okay. I feel like other countries are much more scared of COVID than like the United States is like, whatever, we're just going <laughs> to like, we're not, we're going to shut some stuff down, but we're going to keep playing all of yeah. our sports and stuff. Look at the national <laughs> hockey league for exhibit a Canada. Shockingly, no cases. Yeah. They've just quarantined themselves. They're off. quarantined. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. I like it. Write this down. Back to Judd. All right. My first, write that down. Declan's guy, Ricky Rubio, his return to the wolves will last one season. He has not been good. It is not working. I think I think Ryan Saunders is probably gone as well. But Ricky Rubio will not be around in 2021-22. Yeah. Okay, so because you said a lot of things. What is your actual prediction? Because I, I originally, I originally <laughs> so Rubio down, won't be back. Thank you. Ricky, Ricky Rubio's return to the Timberwolves will last one season. Ricky Rubio won't be there 21-22. I was just trying to make Peter sure. Peter Saunders in there, too. Yeah. yeah. So, it's the same exact thing. His return to the Wolves will last one season. Okay. 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 And the so, Saunders thing was off the record. It was yes. off the record. No, I think I predicted it. Like two weeks ago. Oh, right. Oh, but you're not, but, but this isn't a parlay. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. You were off the record there. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Dex. All right. Speaking of phrasing and for my last wild prediction. So, backstory before I get into the actual prediction. The Wild have five games right now on the schedule for the month of February. Okay. Five games. My prediction, write this down, the Wild will not play five games in the month of February. So, if they play one, (laughs) the Wild, right now, as it stands today. Why is my brain doing gymnastics? The Wild have five games on the schedule for the rest of the month Are you saying they won't play any games in February? I'm saying they will not play five games. In the month of February. So what this means is, I can get this right. If they play one, two, three, four, or six, z- or, z- or, or zero, zero, they will not play Got five it. games in the month okay. of February. Okay. All right. So there's, a, I, I have a lot. So of room the for only this way hit. you lose is if they play they, exactly, exactly five, games. five games. I got you. I see what you're going. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. He's coming for your how's batting that, average. How's that for he, phrasing? He's coming for the crown, John. Juan Pierre's learning how to phrase a little bit. Here we go. <laughs> so I got to be honest with both. 
Mackie and Judd write that down and with Purple write that down. I care more about home runs and touchdowns than I do about batting average and completion percentage. Yeah. I've kind of made that mental shift in the last four months or so. Good I've just, to know. Yeah. I have grown, right. I'm like Miguel I'm Sano. Yeah, I have grown accustomed and comfortable yeah. to striking out a lot, having a low batting average, and just hitting bombs. Okay. You need a lot of people defending you, but yeah, I, I, I like it's your It's all like your plan. about the launch angle for Phil mm-hmm. Mackey. That's what it's all about. So with that, Yep. The Minnesota Timberwolves will land the number one pick again in this summer's NBA draft lottery. Okay. They will win the NBA draft lottery. And now whether they actually make that pick if they trade it, that's separate. But they will win the ping pong battle for the number one. That'd be good news for Gerson. And that might help answer your question of like what what's gonna pull this franchise out? Well, this is a better draft than last year, so write it down. You like writing things down. I'm rooting for losses at this point. Nothing good can come out of the Wolves like going on a 10-game run and missing the playoffs by eight games still. All right, back to Alex, your second prediction. Okay, so my prediction is not only will the Twins win division, but I they'll have the best record in the AL. Wow. Wow. And That's all. They, the parlay is they're going to play the Padres. In the World Series. Woo! Okay. That's a oh, Okay, that's that's, all. Ser- that's a serious. That's a moonshot. That's a grand slam. So yeah. division, best record in the American League, and they will it's actually a four item parlay because you're saying and they'll get to the World Series and they'll play the Padres and play in the, the World fri- Series. And playing the Friars. Yes. I love that. That's gonna be a lot of pitching to face. No, I love the way. Padres new pitching staff. I just <laughs> Who doesn't? I, um I think the Dodgers are the only competition they got. In NL right now. I think both those teams might win 100 games. Players. Yeah, those teams are both ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. I, I love that. I love that swing for the fences. Prediction. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Judd. Off Phil's write that down prediction. I will give you this one. The Timberwolves first round pick will end up with Golden State. So it, it's a top three protected pick. So if the Wolves uh, get in the lottery one, two, or three, they, they get to keep it. Um, but they won't. So the Wolves' first-round pick is going to end up with Golden State for this year's draft. Okay. okay. Can you be very specific with how yeah. you write that down, Dex? I have the Timberwolves. Excuse me. Yeah, the Timberwolves' first-round pick in 2021 will end up with Golden State. Okay. Yep. Is that's that right. Okay. Yep. Write it down. You like writing things down. Cool. cool. Which means Re- it's for or after. Right. And it means something else too. But I'm just going to let that sit there. Okay. I got you. Okay. The Twins. We'll trade for an established pitcher between now and opening day. So we'll have to have a discussion when that happens. Established? Esta- we'll have what a discussion. What does that mean? Yeah, like, come we'll, on, we'll, Mackie. Established as an adult or like he's a legal adult with a right arm? An established pitcher. <laughs> Clarify that. We need more. All right. He'll be on. Well, Career ERA of. The Twins will trade for an established pitcher between now and opening day who is on the active roster on opening day. Because if they could trade for any Joe Schmo and maybe he, has, he okay. doesn't make the but, but what's 26 esta- But what does established mean? I think he's taking established out and he's saying they'll trade for a pitcher between now and opening day that will be on the opening day roster. And therefore, by being on the opening day roster, he will probably be established. Yeah. Okay. So the established I have, I have thing a is, timeline. Like it's a time frame. It's not like I'm saying between now and the trade deadline. Like that would be absurd. But between yeah, now and opening day. You're it's saying like that they're, they're going to make a trade for a pitcher that will yep. be on the roster. Yep. Okay. And be a trade though. A trade. The Twins okay. will trade so not, for an established pitcher so not between Jake now coming and, back. and okay. opening day that will be on the opening day roster. Okay. Okay. Trade. Yep. Real, real quick, can I just go back to Judd's prediction here now that it's ironclad? Because the next guy, once the next batter goes, the prediction's ironclad. I just want to clarify that 
if the Warriors trade, if the Warriors get the Wolves pick and then they trade it for like Bradley Beal, mm-hmm. that the that the phrase end up with the pick mm-hmm. would mean that that's wrong, right? If so, read that Jeb prediction one more time. The Timberwolves' first round pick in 2021 will end up with Golden State. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I just no. I, I'm not trying to. I just want to bring it up. Like it's yeah. Is it if they trade that pick to Bradley Beal? How do we treat end up? Is it because it they it, it went to the Warriors? They had it, so Judge right, yeah. and so then whatever happens right. after that it, it doesn't matter. It goes to right. go, it goes to Golden State. Yep. Okay, that's right. So my my point my point is it's not going to be a top three pick because okay. with, with the Wolves' luck, it'll be four or five. Right. Sure, sure, okay. which will okay. be a great pick. Okay, I just want to clarify that. Write it yeah. down. You like writing? Things I like down. how the next guy has to go. <laughs> Illegal batter, yeah. batted out of turn, batter is out. All right, write this down. Okay. The mm-hmm. White Sox, this is kind of off those those baseball prospectus projections from yesterday that had the White Sox as the no third team in the division. There's no explanation for why. Trust our stats. They're going to win 83 games. What? I thought they were going to win 100. Sit down and shut up. But the White Sox, there's a lot of people that are just sort of blindly saying, oh, the White Sox are 95 wins, you know, whatever. Well, Tony La Russa hasn't managed in 10 years. He's going to clash with those players. Here's one. my prediction. The White Sox will miss the playoffs, and Tony La Russa will either step down or be fired within mo- within one month after the Major League Baseball season is over. So at one month after the World Series okay. or sooner. Tony La Russa will either step down or be fired after the White Sox miss the playoffs. That's a home run. Thank yeah. you. Yes. I would think so. Write this down. All right, Alex. Your last swing here. All right, this one is... Um... Not as big as my other two. This one is just, I just, the Vikings will win the division. All right. In, okay. Uh, 2021. All right. Yeah. The, the, that the, twins won, man. That's great stuff. That's going to carry you for quite some time. <laughs> that was great. Um, uh, also, the hitters are, falling, as listeners, we are way behind in the standings, so we got to do something, you know? Yeah, you guys. Just square around. I think what happens, though, is listeners get on here, and they don't just want to drop three bunts down. They want, like, everyone wants to swing for the fences, and that's why your batting average collectively is so bad. Yeah. So good strategy. All right. Uh, by the way, if the Vikings win the division, that might be a home run too, isn't it? Like the Bears are competitive. He's making the shot right now. I feel like it I is. could see it. That's, sure. a, that's a home run really. if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll give that a home run. Uh, Alex, since you have this platform right now, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that got you to this point? I'd like to thank my beautiful wife that's sitting next to me for putting up with all my manly stuff that I do. Um, and also, I'd like to give a shout out. My brother-in-law is going to be, my brother-in-law is a former professional wrestler. He's, there's, a, there's a documentary coming out on the WWE Network. It features him, uh, David Lombardo, and uh, Barry Horowitz, um, either June or July. I'm not sure when it's coming out with her name yet, but. His name is Dusty Wolf, so I want to give a shout-out awesome, uh, to him doing his first documentary. Right on. We will check that oh, out yeah. for sure. We're all Some into big that. wrestling fans here. Alex, great stuff, dude. Thanks for taking your swings. See ya. Yep. All right, that's listener Alex. taking. Write this, this down. Love it. Back to Judd. One more lap. <clears throat> all right. Miguel Sano will hit the first home run of the regular season for the Minnesota Twins. Ooh. Miguel Sano will hit the first home run of the regular season for the Twins. I kind of like that. It's That's not... a home run. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah. That's a calling your shot with the shot. With the shot. Yep. Because he'll yep. probably strike out eight times before he hit, hits the home sure, run. Yeah, so it we'll, could we'll be have a while. If... Who knows? I like Write it down. You like writing things down. Jackson. All right. Miko Koivu's number nine will not be raised to the rafters at the XL Energy Center in the year of 2021. 
So they can make an announcement in 2021 that, hey, we're going to retire it, but not until Right, maybe but they won't do it at the start of next season is what you're I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. at any point in 2021 is yep. what I'm saying. So it could be. Okay. So the Miko Koivu's number nine will yep. not be raised to the Raptors at the Excel Energy Center in 2021. Yep. All right. I agree with that because fans would have to be back, first of yep. all. And are you going to do it early next mm-hmm. season, which they probably wouldn't do? So, yeah. No, Is it's it possible sense. they do it on opening night next year? Wouldn't could. that be the most likely night to do if it? Fans, fans will allowed, be back in if November. If fans are allowed back, it probably would be. Who Isn't knows, it crazy? Who knows Dude, what we they're going to be doing? We are 11 months, 11 months into this quarantine life. Yep. It's not quite what it was 11 months ago but um all right final write that down prediction i'm gonna go i'm, I'm gonna piggyback off judd here byron buxton will hit the first home run of the season for the minnesota twins he's gonna come out of the gate and fracture his hammock bone doing so and not be seen for six months he'll fracture his hammock bone and then he'll twist and break his ankle rounding second base and then he'll fall and hurt his head <laughs> because his ankle hurts. i shouldn't laugh it's not even funny and i'm laughing Break this I'm down i'm a terrible person <laughs> Uh, those are your predictions and accountability session for this week. It's write that down. The only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions and holds each other accountable. And that's also a wrap on today's episode of Mackie and Judd. Please give us, if you can, a subscription on our YouTube pages, score North and purple daily. And if you could give us a follow on our Instagram account too, at score North, we're a lot more active on that account than we were uh, about a year ago at this time. So appreciate it, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for Reckless Speculation Thursday. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.